You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. Is South Africa becoming a welfare state? Or from your observation, which you say that the country is already a welfare state? President Cyril Ramaphosa, during his opening remarks at the ANC's Lihutla over the weekend, revealed that social grants remain a crucial source of income, saying that nearly 25 million South Africans receive grants from the government. Isabel Fry, Executive Director at the Social Policy Initiative, is now joining us on the line. Isabel, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. We know the importance of a social grant and how it helps to alleviate poverty, especially when we speak about people living below the poverty line and some even struggling to put food on the table. But how sustainable is it to have nearly half of the country's population being on a social welfare package? Good afternoon and thank you so much for the invitation. This is really my favorite topic, as you know. So I I think we need to get our heads around thinking about welfare as charity. A welfare state talks about a social, a society that's based on a smoothing of income streams um, through both payment through grants, but also through taxation. It's a political economy that keeps modern democracies and modern economies going. So if you look, for instance, at high income countries globally, 75% of the population is covered by state funded grants. Upper middle income countries, about 64%. So for South Africa to be coming in at about 50%. In fact, we are a bit higher because you've got to add the unemployment insurance. So mm. the point is that we've got the distribution um, on, on down the road, but we haven't been doing the taxation. So if you see the, the figures, about 7.4 million taxpayers. Firstly, we've got to recognize that everybody pays value-added tax. Yep. So I think it's a bit un- a simplistic and unfair, really to suggest that poorer people don't pay tax, they do contribute. Um, The other thing that I want to mention is that corporate income tax, which is currently 27%, under the state in 1993, the corporate income tax rate was 48%. So when we hear people talking about rest on the shoulders of a few, they've been deliberate choices that have cut the available income um, through, for instance, slashing corporate income tax and not really building up the wealth tax. So in South Africa, we're the most unequal country in the world. What we need to be getting right is the balance between the distribution and the revenue raising, which is taxation. And the scare stories about people, rich people running away. Everybody wants a functioning society. Everybody wants a society uh, that is working. Now, part of the political economy design is that it's known as an automatic stabilizer. So when a country goes through crises, the automatic stabilizer kicks in, um, as we saw some of the, like the 350 grant. But generally, a functioning society should be redistributing on a daily daily basis to ensure that there is a smooth flow. Um, And so social protection, social assistance is known globally, not only as keeping people out of poverty, as you said, not having to sell their assets when they're in crisis, but also ensuring long-term economic development. Now, the fact that we're out of kilter, that we're so unequal, um, is indicative of the fact that we're not doing that stabilizer. We're letting, we're letting income and wealth grow without feeding that back into society, which we're currently doing through, through income grants, because right now our economy is, contra- is, is um, contracting and so we're not creating those jobs. But income has to flow and a welfare state is a healthy state where you have got that economic stabilizer going. So the question is not should we be cutting grants. I think the question is should we be looking at the financing stream 
and getting that right. But what about um, the individual's own ability to make an income? Um, because this is also speaks to the individual's dignity. There's a lot of dignity that comes with having ability to make an income at the end of the month. Absolutely. And the research that we've done at SPY and globally, again, the research shows uh, the, 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 the dignity that does come with work. But grant recipients, older grant recipients, when asked, um, always prefer, they would prefer to have a job than to get a grant. But Alden, I think we must also be very mindful what we're talking about. Um, of the 18 million grant recipients, 13 million are children. We don't want them to be earning. And 4 million are old age people who no longer are working. Yeah, but the 13 million are earning because their parents don't have a proper job that, uh, yeah. that pays them above the minimum wage. Yeah, exactly. So the question is, why, what do we do to our economy to start stimulating jobs rather than cutting jobs? Because what we've seen for the last 15 years is a quarter on quarter shedding of employment. So the economy is shedding jobs. I think that we must be cautious to think that people are sitting around not trying to get jobs. The other point is that the greatest driver of job creation are the small, medium and micro um, enterprises. That's again, that's a sort of global correlative. But if people don't have enough disposable income to support small businesses that are entrepreneurs that are setting up, again, that means that that business is going to fail. That person can't then employ people in turn. So we need to look at those levers that turn around this dying economy um, and instead bring new life into it. And the other thing that I wanted to say about the, the global studies on, on social security is the amount has to be enough. You can't give people so little that they barely survive and expect that to be pumping life into the economy. So that, that whole balance of how much is the total national income, where is it going, and how does it get better spread so that we can be creating jobs. Um, we always see that right now you need to put food on the table, but in coming months that person needs to use the, the food to, uh, the income to make jobs. And that's one of the debates we've been having with Treasury, which is a means testing. We've interviewed a number of adults who've been getting the 350 grant. But as soon as they start making a little bit of money of their own, say 700 rand, the 350 gets taken away immediately. So you actually penalize in, in this, uh, people to, to, to start looking and to make their own income. Because in the informal economy, today's income, you might not get next month. So you would be a fool to do something which takes away your entitlement to a small regular amount. Mm -hmm. So if we were to say that people, for instance, what about incentivizing? Uh, if Isabel makes 700 rand this month, she maybe gets an additional 50 rand on the 350 grant. So you turn the, the, you into a virtuous cycle of growth rather than into the uh, fact where people are criminalized and yeah. start lying about their income. Isabel, thank you so much for your time. Isabel Fry is Executive Director at the Social Policy Initiative. It's a minute after four o'clock time for the news.